Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Still got the whole city around me. If I'm coming out, you know the killers around me. When I'm in a ring, they know that I'm the king of finger full for anybody trying to doubt me. I'm the best ever. Where the next level still fired up. Flame red devil ain't a soul here that could ever stop. This is impact. This is impact. Hello everyone, I'm Jeff and this is the Impact Rundown. Happy New Year to everyone. I know it's a little bit already. Well, for me it's 15 days into the New Year, but you know. I, I'm busy. I apologize, guys. I really do. Um, Happy New Year to everyone but Josh Matthews and Puppet Mouth. Uh, I hope they're having a bad year. And I hope they have a bad year. Twats. Some things will just never change. But to be fair, I'm going to try and be more positive this year. I'm going to try and see the good side of things. Let's see how long that lasts. Um, I took a couple weeks off due to the holiday and I did get a new position at my job so I've been really really busy so I'm, I'm sorry this is gonna be um, a double episode and I'm I, I'm kind of really sad um, that I could not make the year-end awards this uh, past year but you know let's see if impact wrestling can make the list for most improved promotion for next year in 2021 I fucking doubt it um, but like I said this will be a super episode, a super sode, um, covering two weeks' impact and kind of recapping the Genesis special as well. So let's get into the first one, which took place on the 5th of January. We open the show with Shit Matthews welcoming us and Ace Austin accompanied by Madman Fulton heading to the ring. Surprisingly, this is the first time I'm getting to see Ace Austin on impact since I took over the show. Josh, Josh Matthews, because he's a twat, uh, I know I said I'm going to be more positive, but let's be honest, he doesn't count. He says, <clears throat> if you're an optimist, 2020 is over. What does 2021 have in store for us? If you're a pessimist, 2020 is over. And what does 2021 have in store for us? In that exact fucking monotone, because he blows. But it doesn't even make sense. <sighs> this is a preview for the Super X Cup. Ace Austin is taking on Blake Christian, and Puppet Mouth actually gives us some good insight that Blake Christian made it to the semifinals of the Super J Cup. Bravo, plastic tits. Next out is Casey Navarro, Josh Matthews' turn for insight. He's a young man with a ton of potential. Go fuck yourself, Josh. Apparently, Crazy Steve is in this match as well. In all honesty, it should be pretty fun. Austin immediately takes a powder to talk to Madman Fulton, and the other three start the match. Austin takes it to Steve, and Navarro and Christian do some quick reversals in the ring until Austin takes out Navarro on the outside as well. So now it's Ace Austin and Blake Christian. This is going to be a quick match, so I'll cover the highlights. Upside down submission by Steve on Austin. Ooh, Steve Austin. 
Navarro may be one of the fastest moving people I've ever seen in the ring. <laughs> Christian dodges a super back suplex and Enziguri to Ace Austin and a top uh, tope onto Navarro. Navarro hit the bottom rope suicide on Christian. And then Austin hits a Fallsbury flop onto both Navarro and Christian. But Crazy Steve starts unloading on Austin. It's weird saying Steve and Austin and have it be two different people. And Silico and Sally makes a return by saying the speed these guys have is unhuman. Yes, you heard that right. Unhuman. Good to see your insight was a rarity. Navarro hits a modified sliced bread neckbreaker on Austin for a two. Christian hits a horrible bottom rope 619 because that move always looks horrible. Standing Spanish fly by Christian followed by a springboard frog splash for a two that Josh Matthews says is a near fall. Well, before Steve actually breaks it up. Yeah, he said it's a near fall when the guy was counting at one. Crazy Steve hits a Death Valley driver on Casey Navarro. Uh, on top of Ace Austin, who is sitting in the corner, and Blake Christian, who is in the Tree of Well, which was a good spot. Steve then hits a diving DDT on Navarro for the three and the win. Matthew calls his win before the three count hit. Relax, buddy. You need to slow it down. You're reading the script a little too fast. Just slow it down. We go to commentary table and my eyes are tearing for some reason. The Super X Cup will take place during the pay-per-view. Well, Impact Special Genesis. Uh, Hard to Kill takes place on January 16th, so tomorrow. Um, in the f uh, Basically, Genesis took place one week before Hard to Kill takes place. There's too many of these. Later, we get the last semifinal match between uh, Jace, J Jace, Jazz and Grace. We can call him Jace if you want. Uh, and they take on Havoc and Nevaeh. Callahan and Edwards in the main event later tonight. Callahan cuts a promo from his hacker lair. I mean, Callahan cuts a good promo, and he continues to do so here. He says the bad guy will win. And he says for Eddie to keep his wife away from ringside because you'll never know what happens. Oh boy, we get our weekly AEW ad, and they are wearing Party City Happy New Year shit. They exchange pleasantries. They're helping Impact with these paid ads, like they've said every fucking week. They plug their dynamite card. Sting! Will appear live. That's for you AEW guys. Uh, Cody's match is sponsored by his dog shit show, Go Big Show. That is fucking yuck. Khan says Kenny is going to have a long night against Ray Phoenix, but I guess that already happened. Uh, Khan takes more shots at Callus. Khan brags about everything he did to make AEW come to be, and he says Callus is a parasite. Khan says he's a patron of wrestling. He's going to be back next week. If he gets another $100 bill from his grandma in his Christmas card and wants to blow it for fun, he's going to buy an ad. And that was his best dig at Impact. But this whole fucking segment has turned into, here's what's going on in AEW. Don Callis, you suck. Glad I get to see this over and over again. The Good Brothers and Kenny are backstage making giant dick jokes at Kenny Omega. It's not backstage, it's in their fucking camper thing. But I just, I put backstage because I'm a moron. But they make the big dick jokes, but they're really talking about his title. The Good Brothers touch it his dick. Uh, 
Don Callis wants a belt. The world is uh, the world is talking about their six-man tag at Hard to Kill. No, they aren't. They can't lose. They're Bullet Club for life. Cousin Jake is out to the ring with Rhino, and Cousin Jake gets a promo to try to lure Cody, Eric Young, and Joe Doring to the ring. Young, Young Doring in a sheepskin overcoat, and Cody with a shaved head comes out to the best music as nominated by me for an indie promotion in 2020. Cody honestly looks like a badass. Young, and Young says Cody answers to Eric Young now. They are the truth. The music starts back up, and I'm happy. They walk towards the ring and enter it. I guess this is a match. Doring and Cody take on Jake and Rhino. Alright. I mean, with 75 Impact Specials a year, I figured Jake versus Cody would be one of the matches in those, but let's just do it now. They start the match. Cody starts taking it to Jake, and he's incredibly aggressive. Doring now, and I think this is his first match. He hits the Bray Wyatt crossbody off the ropes, back from break, and Cody is still taking it to Jake. Rhino with a house of fire, belly-to-belly -belly suplex. Rhino immediately tags Jake back in. Dumb. Jake continues to try and talk to Cody, and Eric interferes, <clears throat> and Doring takes out Rhino. Low blow and DDT by Cody for the three count. They beat down Rhino and Jake until Tommy fucking Dreamer clears the ring. Doring wants in the ring, and old man Tommy wants him in. And he drools all over the mat because he's old and can't hold that in his mouth anymore. Hard to kill. Six-man tag. Old school rules. Fuck my life. GM Milkers with Matthew Palmer. Okay. She welcomes him, and Moose says he couldn't last three minutes with him a security guard whose passion is being a pro wrestler. He just wants to get his foot in the door. He didn't. He says he didn't mean to rip Moose's shirt, and he cut a halfway decent promo here. Um, he basically says he might get his ass kicked by Moose, but if he's able to hold it out, I mean, he'll make a name for himself, and if he doesn't, he'll be able to hold his head up high. Fuck Johnny Swinger Daddy. Has his own office, A.C. Romero enters, and Johnny Swinger tells him to talk to the knockouts. This was a fucking horrible 20-second segment. Deanna Perrazzo comes to the ring with Kimberly. Deanna won Wrestler of the Year for Impact last year. Good for her. Truly, I'm happy for her. It's been a long road. However, her promo delivery sucks ass. She talks about Taya being disrespectful. She lists her accomplishments and says she is facing Taya at Hard to Kill. Taya comes out. She calls her Diona, which is kind of weird. She's never faced Taya. Pretty standard stuff here. She gives Taya some praise, but she says her time has passed. Like Jason said, her content's there, but the delivery is just... It's just horrible. Taya shoves Kimberly to the ground. She thinks Diona is scared of Taya. They stare down, and the heels leave the ring. Rohit Raju is backstage with Chris Bay. Raju forgives Bay for finessing him into the X Division Championship match at Hard to Kill. Bay says it was a receipt. Stop exposing wrestling terms to the public. I hate that shit. They run into TJP after talking about unmasking Manic. 
They challenge TJP to a tag match with Manic as his partner, and TJP says they don't work well together. This stunk. Tennille Dashwood and Caleb found Rosemary backstage since Taya is looking for the women's title. Tennille offers her services to Rosemary to, for them to win the knockout tag titles. Doesn't work out. Next up, Jordan Grace and Jazz took on Havoc and Nevaeh. As much as I like Jordan Grace, I hope the actual tag team here wins. Grace and Nevaeh start off. And after a shoulder tackle, Grace calls for Havoc to enter. Havoc tosses Grace around a bit, and Jazz enters. Jazz slaps Havoc, Havoc's fat titties, and Havoc hits his splash on Jazz in the corner. I still think it's weird that Jazz wears this kind of one-piece tan jumpsuit with the sleeves cut off. It's a weird look. It's weird. It, it fits in a way, but it's weird. Havoc and Nevaeh maintain control over Jazz for a bit until she tagged Grace back in. Grace uh, comes in with a house of fire, of course. Uh, Jazz and her tagged in and out, doing various slams and suplexes on Nevaeh. Nevaeh finally made a tag to Havoc after a long beatdown, and Havoc with a big boot on Grace and a sit-out powerbomb for a two after Jazz broke up the pin. Havoc with a choke slam on Grace. Jazz looked for the X-Factor, but Havoc instead spiked her with the tombstone for the three. And the win. Thank goodness. I was happy Jazz got a little run here with Jordan Grace, but I'm always for the actual tag team to get a win over the two single guys put together. Um, decent match. It's weird when you say Nevaeh was probably the weaker girl here. Um, but it was a good powerhouse match uh, and, uh, and a good bit of pissing, like a pissing contest between two of the real-life friends of Grace and Havoc. Milkers is backstage with Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. They are more than prepared for Kenny and the Good Brothers. They really haven't been every time they've seen him so far, but sure. They decided to go to the parking lot to attack Kenny, and of course, Kenny and the Good Brothers saw it coming, and they attack him from behind and left them laying in the parking lot. You're more than prepared, right guys? Kenny said, they're actually easy to kill. Okay. This was something not good because you could see it coming from a mile away which is 99 percent of impact booking grace was backstage and she was upset but jazz chased her down grace was happy to have teamed with jazz and jazz challenges her to a dream match at genesis grace accepts okay so after saying i liked jazz got that title run in the tag tournament or not the title run the little run in the tag tournament I, I i don't like this jazz was able to kind of hide her age well in the tag tournament with grace doing a lot of the heavy lifting but i don't want to see a 48 year old jazz in a singles match even if it get, if it's against one of the best women's wrestlers in the world right now maybe they'll surprise me next up diana and kimber are backstage with james mitchell he introduces susan Susie or Sue Young's new personality. Okay, I'm gonna hold my tongue on this one. Just see where it goes because this really has the potential to suck Josh Matthews' balls. Next up, we get Matthew Palmer taking on Moose. Typical jobber fire start. You know, a couple punches until he's destroyed. Look, this fucking blew. Moose just beat a guy up, and when there was 20 seconds left in the three minute match, Willie Mack distracted Moose, allowing Palmer to last the full three minutes and get a quote-unquote huge upset, according to Fuck Matthews. 
I hated this. It was filler and unnecessary. Backstage, Ethan Page was having a therapy session with himself as the Karate Man. We're quickly falling down a hill of shit here. Um, Karate Man calls Ethan a bitch. And here comes the diarrhea. As in, what I would imagine as a cinematic match, Ethan Page will face the Karate Man at Hard to Kill. Deep breath. I'm not for this Karate Man shit. I, I, I don't know if people really like it or they think it's really funny. I'm just, it's maybe it's missing, it's missing me. I, I don't know. But finally, in the main event, Eddie Edwards is taking on Sammy Callahan. Whoa, 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 whoa. They are fighting down the ramp as Sammy's music hits. That was uh, Josh, Josh Matthews' reaction to that. Callahan gets the upper hand quickly. Callahan threw a chair at Eddie's head. Edwards gets a back suplex onto the hardest part of the ring. Chair shot by Edwards, but a ring bell to Edwards' eye swung the momentum back. Callahan is bleeding. Edwards tried to fight back with headbutts, but Callahan hit an exploder suplex onto a setup chair on the outside. They get in the ring, and finally the bell rings. The fight in the center with a bunch of punches. A mafia kick and a second by Edwards, but Callahan started digging at the eyes of Edwards, and the ref gets shoved down in the Donnybrook that is going on between Edwards and Callahan. And that is a DQ, folks. Fucking really. Hype this up as the one final time just for this bullshit. They continued to fight on. Edwards eventually got the bat, but Callahan pulled out his phone, which I guess he had on him the whole time. Not a not smart for a fight there, bud. Alicia is in some cage somewhere in the building. Edwards cracked Eddie with the bat. Oh, that's not right. Edwards cracked Callahan with the bat. Why did I write Edwards cracked Eddie? <laughs> um, and he starts searching the building for Alicia. Probably should just accidentally not find her. But he does. He finds her. Uh, and surprise, it was a trap. Ken Shamrock blindsided him and Sammy caught up. They set, they tie him to the cage door with barbed wire and hit him with the baseball bat in the head, knocking him out. Alicia tried to wake up her husband as we go off the air. First, I like the fire and intensity at the start of this main event. Um, but why not just have it be a no DQ and give us an actual match and finish? But I guess this was just a fight between two guys who have hated each other for a long time now what i don't like is saying that this is the one final time multiple times over the past few weeks and maybe it's just my dumbass falling for it but don't have it end like this now you could say that was all part of callahan's plan to make this seem like it was the last last time but let's be honest that guy isn't that smart um let's recap Genesis real quick. Uh, I'm going to cover it briefly. Just run down the results because I still got to cover the next episode of Impact and it's only really the Super X Cup is going on here um, and to me it was a slam dunk who the winner was going to be from the beginning um, and uh, you know spoiler alert I did guess it right. Ace Austin defeated Suicide in a rushed first-round matchup where Madman Fulton was a major factor. Blake Christian defeated Casey Navarro with a twisting splash for the win in a decent 
but short match again. Cousin Jake defeated Davari with a black hole slam. Yes, Abyss's black hole slam. Uh, I bet Davari is glad he got in superb shape and came back just to lose to Cousin Jake. Crazy Steve beat Trey Lamar with a diving DDT. Look, all these matches are fine, but you can tell they're super rushed due to the amount of matches they have to fit in during this special. In the second round, Ace Austin beat Cousin Jake in a surprisingly competitive match. They made Cousin Jake look like a powerhouse in the two matches we got to see. I mean, a lot of the times he was getting his ass kicked in this one, but when he did come back, he was, he was strong. In the other second round match, Blake Christian defeated Crazy Steve with a Hangman's 450 splash. This was easily the best match of the tournament so far. Uh, Blake accidentally kicked Steve's monkey off the apron, and this caused Steve to be super aggressive and snap. There was decent storytelling here as opposed to really no storytelling in the other matches um, besides Fulton getting involved. So I think that's what really helped this match here. Jordan Grace defeated Jazz in a much better match than I would have thought. Jazz definitely isn't the Jazz of old, but she still did a pretty good job here matching power for power. Um, and Grace just continues to make everyone she goes against look amazing, pulling just fantastic matches out of everybody she faces. So, huge fan of Jordan Grace. She's hot as hell, and I, I, I couldn't, she's probably my favorite wrestler in Impact right now. Ace Austin predictably wins the X Cup, beating Blake Christian in the final after a very strong showing by Christian. I mean, Ace Austin was really the only choice to win this tournament, and it wasn't even close. Um, it was kind of nice how they had Christian as the underdog and gave him a good amount of offense in the final to boot, but it was pretty obvious that Ace Austin would win, would win this, and he's the right choice. Mac. Willie Mack defeated Moose in an I Quit match where Rich Swan had to come to the ring and give Moose a title shot in order to stop Moose from beating up Willie Mack anymore. Once Rich Swan granted him that match, Moose said, I quit. This was a very good physical match with good storytelling as well. Um, this finally sets up the Moose versus Swan showdown where I believe Moose should win the title and really become the face of impact. He's he's got he's got that it factor. Um in a I mean Genesis was very predictable, but it was probably one of the better impact specials I've seen since I started. Um you know that probably has to do with a lot of the you know quick younger cruiserweight type talent that have really good in ring. But you know, I, I still stand by it. Finally, the last episode of Impact to cover. Almost there. Uh, it took place the 12th of January, and this is the go-home for Hard to Kill. Every fucking week's basically a go-home anyway because they have so many of these fucking specials and shit. We open the show with Kimberly with Diana taking on Taya Valkyrie with Rosemary. Kimber attacked Taya before she finished her entrance. This is a battle of two thickies. Kimber continued to take it to her early with clotheslines and punches. Taya uh, fought back with stiff overhand huge tit chops. Kimber with a big boot and a sidewalk slam, but Valkyrie got the knees up on the swanton. A shitty looking spear from Valkyrie for a two. I don't know if it's just me, and but 
I don't really like Kimber's in-ring that much. Um, it just it just doesn't look that good. Uh, Taya with a roll through, but Kimber rolls through that and misses a really slow and piss poor kick attempt. I mean, this was fucking bad looking. Big curb stomp from Taya. After a Deanna distraction, Kimber hit a German with a bridge for a two that looked decent. Taya with double knees in the corner, but Deanna puts her uh, put Kimber's hand on the bottom rope, and Rosemary confronts Deanna. Rosemary gets her hands on Deanna's hair, but Susan comes out and attacks Rosemary. In the ring, Taya gets distracted, and Kimber stacks Taya up for the three, and the win. That ending was okay, but it's pretty obvious that Susan's going to turn on Deanna and Kimber, right? And Kimber just did not look good here. She was sloppy and very slow in the ring, like very telegraphing all her shit. Maybe she just needs a little more work. Out to Kenny's camper, where the Good Brothers and him talk about hard to kill. They need momentum, and they need Carl Anderson to beat Rich Swan tonight in the main event. It's that time again, another paid ad from Tony Khan. The best moments of Impact Wrestling in 2020 involved his money and the AEW World Championship. He's not wrong. Impact isn't even a real wrestling show compared to AEW, and he challenged any Impact star to show up on a real network. Ooh. At Hard to Kill, it'll be Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan in a garbage wrestling barbed wire massacre match. Cool. Next up, Rohit Raju and Chris Bay take on Manic and TJP. Oh, wait, no. It's suicide instead. So, same thing? Josh Matthews calls the pairing of Manic and Suicide the Avengers. Then, the Fantastic Four. This guy's a fucking idiot. I mean, really. Oh, and by the way, breaking news. 2021 is, is shaping up to be a much better year. And it's the best news ever. As at Hard to Kill, the commentators will be Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. Anything is better than Puppet Tits and Dunce Matthews. I mean, how could you get anything better than that? Bay and Raju take it to Mannequin Suicide right away. On the outside, both Suicide and Manic climbed under the ring, and because Raju and Bay are idiots, they get fooled by this and get hit with drop kicks. Bay and Raju work well together, focusing on Manic. Raju hit a swinging fisherman neckbreaker on Suicide to prevent the tag uh, for Manic. Detonation kick to Bay by Manic, and Raju is sent to the floor. Suicide with a shotgun drop kick or John Woo drop kick to Bay in the corner. Octopus stretch on Bay by Suicide and abdominal stretch on Raju by Manic. A jumping knee from Raju to Manic. And Raju tries to pull Manic's mask off, but Suicide makes the save. Bay hit the Art of Finesse slash Cody Cutter for the three and the win on Suicide. Um, solid match between four good competitors. I mean, it was a decently hard-hitting spot fest style match, but it wasn't as offensive to me here in most spot fest style matches are. Um, I think giving Raju and Bay some momentum going into the triple threat, where likely Manic will retain, is the right call, just to kind of give you that maybe these guys can dethrone Manic. I don't know. 
Taya backstage with Rosemary told her she will be out to accompany Rosemary to her match against Sunil and Rosemary said no and told her to prepare for her match at Hard to Kill. She's going to work on something else. Next up, Cody Diener with Eric Young and Joe Doring versus Tommy Dreamer with Rhino and Cousin Jake. Doring and Rhino tripped up their opposition in the ring immediately, getting thrown out immediately. What the fuck was the point of that? Cody Diener was very aggressive taking it to Tommy Dreamer, and then on the outside, Cody started slapping Cousin Jake in the face, and Jake laid him out, handing Cody the DQ win. This was supposed to be a preview for the match at Hard to Kill, and this just sucked. Not even really because of Cody and Eric and Joe. Um, Cody's new aggressive style is good. It suits him, and he's gonna ride it to the moon! Sorry, wrong show. After the big brawl, Rhino and Doring came back down to the ring, and they brawled. Josh Matthews never saw Rhino get taken down by a clothesline ever. Really? Have you ever watched a Rhino match? I'm so glad they're taking this tit off commentary. It's fucking long time coming. In the finals of the knockout tournament, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles will take on Havoc and Nevaeh, as it should be, two real established tag teams in Impact making it to the finals of a tag team tournament. I approve. They have a contract signing with Scott Demore. They talk shit amongst each other and sign the contract. Nothing of noteworthy here. Brian Myers wants more opportunities. So he will face Josh Alexander again one-on-one -on -one at Hard to Kill. Yep. Tennille Dashwood with Caleb taking on Rosemary. Rosemary used her power early, throwing Tennille around the ring. Caleb tripped up Rosemary and blinded her with hairspray as the ref's back was turned. Tennille with a big boot for a two. Crossbody in the corner by Tennille that she calls the taste of... of wow. Woof. The taste of Tennille. Where can I try that? I'd like to try some. They both hit a clothesline in the center. Rosemary with an upside down, still not a huge fan of that. Tennille poked Rosemary in the eye and hit a double underhook suplex for a two. Spotlight kick missed by Tennille and Rosemary lined her head off. Rosemary set up for a spear but Caleb with the distraction again but this time Crazy Steve comes out and attacks Caleb. But in, you know they run around the ring in that, you know, old Benny Hill style. As Steve chased Caleb around, Caleb gave Tennille the hairspray, but Rosemary scouted it and then sprayed Tennille in the eyes with it. Spear and the win for Rosemary. So, Decay is back. That's cool. My guess is that they will be facing Tennille and Caleb. If not at Hard to Kill, then at some point soon. And it seems that when Caleb is involved in a match, so will Comedy Wrestling. And there was plenty of quote-unquote comedy here. Um, I really wasn't a fan. I mean, the women involved weren't... They didn't do a bad job. They did a fine job. But, you know, you got to overshadow it with this, all the stupid comedy bullshit. Swan is backstage, and he's excited to face the cheater, Carl Anderson. And everyone is banned from ringside. I'm sure that'll last. In a very unnecessary rematch, Moose took on Matthew Palmer again, 
Moose squashed the shit out of him, raining down punches and elbows until the ref stopped it. This was a waste of everyone's time, and my patience is really running out for this kind of shit. But thankfully, I don't need that much patience because the main event is upon us as Rich Swan takes on Carl Cheater Anderson. Kind of reminds me of like when Aaron Stevens was in the NWA and he was Aaron Shooter Stevens. Carl Cheater Anderson. Yeah, that, that fits. After a little back and forth, Anderson took control as he worked his brawler style. Anderson sent Swan to the ring post. Anderson continued to work that shoulder. Eventually, Swan broke the shoulder branch rest hold, and they traded shots in the center. A horrible-looking rolling clothesline by Swan, a swing neckbreaker, and a step-up kick. Anderson, however, hit the sick kick, but Swan with the fruit roll-up for the three and the win. This was not a bad match, but it definitely wasn't good either. Uh, I, I have to say no part of this show got me excited to watch Hard to Kill. I, I, this was obviously a go-home with the intention of uh, getting you to watch Hard to Kill or buy it, but this was overall a bad night of impact. I mean, almost all of them are, but this was really poor. Uh, Backstage, the Motor City Machine Guns kind of celebrate the victory, um, but instead they're just attacked by Omega and Gallows. Swan and Anderson join, and the show went off the air with all of them brawling. By the way, this is breaking news post-show. Moose will replace Alex Shelley in the main event at Hard to Kill and join the team of Rich Swan and Chris Sabin against Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers due to quote-unquote unavoidable circumstances. Basically, it's a, de a decision because they want to win this match. It makes sense, but, you know, selfishly, I love me some Alex Shelley, and it's really a shame he won't be in this featured spot. Um, they did a little, you know, posted something to Twitter where Rich Swan was really pissed about this, but, you know, it's, it's kind of stupid. Anyway, head over to our website at rundownwrestling.com where you can listen to all of our other current great shows such as the AEW, NXT, and WWE Rundowns, Survivor Series, A Spot of NXT, Nitromania, Twat Magic. Just, they're all great. Um, I, I, ha I constantly feel like um, it, it, whenever I listen to these guys do these shows, I, it, it's a good bright spot in my week, and it's it's always appreciated that they they do it. And I I hope you guys feel the same way. And with my show, um, I I hope you, you can get a chuckle here and there, um, and then kind of snap you out of the negativity that's been in the world uh, in 2020, and you know, in 2021 as well so far. Anyway, get us uh, a cup of coffee at ko.fi.com slash rundownwrestling to buy us one. We're currently have that $10 goal again where we'll do another game show. Maybe we'll do Family Feud. Maybe we'll do some other shit. Um, and I'll do my best to be there. I'd, I'd love to, to do shows with these guys, so I, I'd really love to be there for that. Finally, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. You'll get access to our Discord where we can chat about wrestling or really whatever else your heart desires. 
You can all get, also get early access to some episodes as well as Patreon exclusives. If you, you subscribe to the $20 tier, Troy will order a t-shirt for you. All this money goes back into the show, folks. We don't get any of it. We're just trying to make the show better. Anyway, guys, that does it for this episode of Impact Rundown. I'm Jeff, and thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. Bye. Stop winning these days. I've been surrounded by the villains these days.